Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Have you ever felt in your life that uh, there was a time that you did not get the respect that you deserved? Anybody besides me ever felt that way? Okay, that's about a third of us. The rest of you are done. I mean, you're good, you know? <laughs> but that's, I think we all have sort of felt that way at some point in life, no matter what age you are, there's those times that we feel that way. And so here's what, I got, a, I got another question for you today. If I could raise just a little bit of the respect that you get from other people, would you be interested in that? If I could help you, if I could help you raise the respect that you get from other people, would you be interested in that? Okay, so today is what, that's what we're gonna talk about today is how to earn the respect of others. And I do believe today that, that if you will apply the principles that I'm learning to apply, that your respect level will go up. And that, that's what we wanna do is you to go up, get more respect in your life and that you deserve. So on your outline, there's a verse that we're gonna start off right out of Proverbs. Again, it's going back to the wisest man to ever live, teaches us this principle. And would you just read out loud that first word right there in this verse? Would you just read it out? Let's say it, you ready? Come on. Choose, would you circle that? Choose a good what? Okay, so, so how do you get a reputation? You choose it, right? You get to choose your reputation. Choose a good reputation, the Bible says. He says, choose a good reputation over riches. Um, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. It's hard to respect a person that has a bad reputation. Would you agree with that? I mean, you know, we just don't respect people that way. We respect people of good reputation. And before I go any further, I just want to tell you, there's some people in this room that I respect a lot and that I appreciate. And today I just want to call you out, if you don't mind. If you have served in the armed forces, or your parents served in the armed forces, or you have a child that serves in the armed forces, or you are married to someone that serves in the armed forces, I'd like for you to just stand right now. Would you do that right now? Let's honor these people right now. Come on. We appreciate you. I want you to know that you are honored today and we respect you. God bless you. You may be seated. But you know, the reason I, I like to talk about the family because if you were, if you was a military, they call it military brats. I'm not saying you're brats. You understand the term though, is what I understand. Is that you've moved all over, you've sacrificed for our country. And I just want to say thank you. And I respect you. I just want you to know that. And I respect you so much. And we appreciate you. So I want to talk to you today, uh, again, about this topic of, of, of getting a little more respect. There was a lady that sang a song a long time ago that said RSPCT, right? Who was that? Aretha Franklin. That's right. There was a guy that said that he didn't get any respect, and who was that? 
Rodney Dangerfield. There's one or two. <laughs> so I'm going way back here. This word is it's a big issue. And so today I want to talk about three things that's going to help us get a little more respect of those around us and other people as well. So the first thing, would you go ahead and write this down? The first thing is speak with integrity. Speak with integrity. Now, the next verse that I have for you out of Proverbs is very short, so I'd like for us all to read it together. You ready? It's coming up on the screen. Let's go ahead and read it together. You ready? Come on. Respected people do not tell lies. Do you agree with that? Okay, that's pretty simple, right? Now, we love people that are, we love people that are respectable people. Like, see if you can finish this. Remember our president, Abraham Lincoln, he was called what? Honest Abe, right? That's right. Remember George Washington said, I cannot tell a lie. I cut down that, that cherry tree. That's right. Jesus himself said, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, I can't tell a lie. The Bible says about God that God cannot lie. But the Bible says about the devil that he is the father of lies. He lies all the time. And so really, when we tell a lie, we're siding with the devil. When we lie. And so we have to be, to be respected, we have to have words of integrity. And that's what we want to talk about. Proverbs again, Proverbs 25 and 14, look what it said. People who promise things that they never give are like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Boy, that's very disappointing, isn't it? Well, especially when we're in a drought. And in our country, we're in a drought of integrity, aren't we? And so we need integrity. Now, before you get too puffed up and say, well, you know, he's talking about lying. That's not me. Well, just hold on. Just hold on just a second. Let's just see if it's you or not. Okay. Have you ever said this? I will return this as soon as I'm done with it. How many of you got something in your house right now or in your car that belongs to somebody else? Oh, yes. Yeah, we don't want, you don't have to raise your hands, all right? We don't have enough time for that uh, confession. Then here's another one. I'll pay you back as soon as I get paid. Ooh. Checks in the mail. Yeah, okay, hold on, okay. I'll call you right back. Mmm, liar, liar, pants on fire. Some people, I'm still waiting on that phone call to come back. How about you? Here's another one. I'll be home at 6 p.m., honey. Ugh. Here's another. We're going to get involved in church soon. I'll start that diet tomorrow. <laughs> and so those are some of the things that, that we do. This has gotten so bad in our culture today that our kids, I mean, like our kids now, when we tell them something, they don't take our word for it, do they? No, they go, promise? Oh, yeah, I want to. No, you promise? I promise. You promise? Hope to die? Stick a needle in your eye? I mean, our kids want collateral now, right? Oh, okay, give me something to hold until you fulfill that promise. I mean, my goodness, it's sort of become that way. Now, look what the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 9. People with integrity, what? They walk safely. They walk safely. People with integrity have confidence because they're not afraid of being found out. You see, when you're not telling lies, you don't have to look over your back so much, do you? You're, oh, you, you know... There, there, there might be a person that you come around, you go, oh, no, you're sort of tensed up. And when the, you see their name come up on your caller ID, you go, <gasps> why? Because maybe there's something that you said you hope that they don't find out. 
Maybe you said something wasn't true. And so people with integrity walk freely. They don't walk around with that pressure. You know, they don't have that pressure on them. And that's what we want to do. We want to take that up with you today. So I have a question for you is this. Do you do what you say you're going to do? That is an integrity question. Here's what I want to help you with. Watch this. If you want to grow in this area, here, here's something for you. Under-promise and over-deliver. In other words, quit saying that you're going to do so much and start doing more than what you said you was going to do. Does that make sense to you? A lot of people just get talking and they commit to way too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And then just in conversation, they say that they're going to do it and they never think about what it's going to cost them to do it and therefore they can't fulfill what they said because they over-promise and under-deliver. But, but here's what we want you to do. We want you to under-promise and over-deliver. Do more than you say you're going to do. Just don't say you're going to do as much, right? Wow, if you get that today, man, your life is going to be better and you're going to go up in integrity. So I have a next step for you on this card. It says this, it says, I will do my best to do what I say I'm going to do. I hope that you will check that box because that is an integrity box and we want to pray for you this week. God will help you do that. Okay, the second thing that I want to share with you is, is you know, how to earn the respect of others. Number two, would you write this down? Is serve people with excitement. I'm talking about get happy about it. Now, attitude is everything. Would you agree with that? I can tell you that, you know, Rhonda and I, years ago, I can remember, probably about 10, minutes, 10 years into our marriage, we were started, you know, we were wanting to get better at marriage, so we found these uh, old uh, VHS tapes. Okay, some of you have to Google what that is, but anyway, we found them. And we started watching those tapes, and one of the things the man said, if your marriage is going to get better, uh, husbands, you've got to learn to serve your wives. Well, you know what? Every time that it was appropriate for me to serve Rhonda, I want to do something else. In other words, like it seemed like the day that I got invited to play golf was the day that she needed to clean the house. And our kids were smaller. And so that means I either I help her and I serve her or I go play golf. And so I said, well, I'll stay and serve. You know, I didn't say that to her, but I said it to me. So I go around with the vacuum cleaner banging it in the walls. <laughs> what you doing? I'm vacuuming your floor. I would help get the laundry and I would take it and throw it in the, and she's like, what, what, what's wrong with you? I'm serving you. Aren't you happy? Not when you do it like that. And I can tell you something, man, that, that doesn't get you any points at all. It puts you in a negative column. You did all that to earn all those points. You got zero. What's wrong with you? You don't feel, you don't feel romantic now? I served you. Heck no, I'm mad. Go play golf. Get out of here. So, so anyways, our attitude is everything. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 22, look what it says. You will earn the what? And, would you circle that, trust and respect of others, if you work for good. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Being selfish will kill you. It's, it's been proven. The Mayo Clinic did a study, and this is what I read this week about them. It says, it says, people who maintain close relationships live longer and more healthy lives. They said, it may sound corny, but caring for others helps us care for ourselves. When you care for other people, it's, what they, it's a scientific fact that you'll live longer if you begin to help others. Now, part of growing up is learning to be unselfish. 
The problem in our culture is this, is a lot of people get older, but they never grow up because they're still selfish. Some people, you know, a baby is naturally selfish. A little kid is naturally selfish. But, you know, it's, it's one thing to see a seven-year-old be selfish and a 70-year-old be selfish. You can get older, but it doesn't mean you grow up. And so we want to learn to be where we're not selfish anymore. You see, when you serve other people, you become popular, you become loved, you become uh, uh, valued, and people want you to be around. Now, uh, here's a verse in Proverbs 11:25. 25. It's in the message paraphrase. What I like for us to do is I like for us to read this verse, but when we get to that first underline right there, I want you to say it with a little excitement, okay? I want you to say it with a, uh, enthusiasm, all right? You ready? So let's read it. You ready? The one who blesses others. Oh, you did good. By the way, y'all sang good today, too. I was standing up here, and I was just lifting my hand. You say, why do you lift your hand so much? Because Rhonda told me I can't clap. That's it, that's it, you know. I can't. She said, now listen, you, you can't because you throw the whole band off. Because I, you know, I'm like, okay, yes, it's good. Somebody got my rhythm because I don't have it. So her, so you say, well, why do you do all this? Because I can't, I mean, that's it. I'm like, I got to worship God this way because I have orders not to clap. Just inside of my world. Let's say that again. Let's say that again. And let's say those two words with excitement. You ready? Come on. The one who blesses others, blesses others. See that? Blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are what? There you go, are helped. Now, here's what I want to tell you. The problem with our culture is this, is everybody is trying very hard to be interesting. In other words, we're trying to make people like us. And we think by the way, the way we make people like us is, is that we got to be more interesting than the next person. And I want to tell you, that is not the way to draw friends to you. The way to draw people to you is, is, is quit trying to be interesting and start being interested in people. When you're interested in people, you become a very attractive person. And so here's what I want to tell you. Like, I've, I've come up with about three questions that, that I've learned to ask that, that helps me to be interested in people instead of trying to be so interesting, right? And here they are. You might want to write these down. The first one that I would say is just is, how are you? You might want to write that word, those words down. That question, how are you? When you ask that question and you listen, don't say, how are you? Then you start telling them how you are. <laughs> don't do that. How are you? And you listen. That's how you're interested in people. Another one is this is, how can I help you? Let me, let me say to every teenager in this room, if you were to go home today and you were to tell your parents, you were to ask them that question, how can I help you? Well, when they come to, they're going to appreciate that. <laughs> you know, after they've passed out or whatever. But I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, if you begin to ask that question, no matter what age you are, no matter what relationship you're in, it's going to go up. Here's another one. How can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? I'm, uh, you know, I go to the gym uh, pretty often. I know what you're thinking. Don't judge me, all right? That's all I'm saying. Just don't judge. But anyway, I'm going there uh, to win people to Jesus. That's why I go to gym, so I can, so I can build relationships and lead people to Christ. I mean, that, that's why. Because there's a criteria for all the people that I work with to be saved. Sometimes we question Pastor Chris, but hey. <laughs> but we're gonna, you know, uh, so, so there's a guy that I met at the gym, and uh, we are fist bump buddies. 
What that means is that when you go in the gym, hey, how you doing? And we bump fists. That's it. That's about it. as deep as it goes. How you doing? And we, we fist bump. And he started that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, oh, oh. He balled up his fist at me. I was like, what you talking about, Jack? <laughs> Where I'm coming from, that meant it's on, you know. Oh, yeah, fist bump. Okay, we did the fist bump. So we're fist bump buddies. Well, the other day I was in the locker room uh, of the gym and uh, he, he comes in and like it's hardly ever we even get to have that kind of conversation. And so, so he was, we had just a, a two minute conversation and I said, listen, I called his and said, how can I pray for you? It is amazing how we went from fist bump to how you doing? How you doing? Not really wanting to know how we're doing, just how are you? To now, how can I pray for you? It's amazing when I ask that question, how can I pray for you, how our relationship went up? Because it gets real when you ask someone that question if you mean it. And I listen. And all of a sudden I begin to see inside of his heart. And so I'm telling you, if you want to, if you want to be more respected, quit trying to be so interesting, uh, uh, interesting and be interested in people. And it's amazing how you will grow up in respect. Now, I have this statement for you right here because this is so true and this is so deep. And listen, it took me all week to come up with this deep theological statement, but I'm going to give it to you. Ready? Here it is. Let's read it together. Ready? Come on. People who bless people are? Are blessed people. Wow. All week, baby. That's as deep as it gets. (laughs) People who bless people are what? Blessed people. So my question is, do you want to be blessed? And the, the way you're blessed is that you bless other people. You bless, we believe it, right? The world says this, what goes around? That's right. The Bible says this way, what you sow, you will? Right, so, so people who bless people are? Are blessed people. And the question you may, you know, you know that, that uh, I, the question you may say, well, well, why is God's favor on our church so much right now? Why is God blessing us as a church? We as a big body, why is God blessing us so much? I'll tell you why, because we bless people. We bless people, that's why we bless people. You know, that, as a matter of fact, just this fall, we've already hosted a school concert here. You know, that means our impact team people, our volunteers, we call them impact team because they make impact in people's lives, come and volunteered and they hosted, they had their concert here. We didn't charge them anything and we did that. Do you know that a couple weeks ago, uh, we did a, a carnival right after service, and some of you are diehard people. I mean, like, I thought, you know, it was like, what, s- below zero that day? <clears throat> Remember that? And I'm thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to go out there, and they're going to say, hey, we're packing this thing up because it's too cold. Oh, not you. No, no, not you, folks. Now, you people that are committed people, and, and you know, I've seen you standing over the games, you know, you'd volunteer to be over that game, and, and like, you know, you're there and say, oh, you know, I'm like, hey, don't you think you ought to close that down? No, 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 no. There's one child in this parking lot, we're going to stay right here until they, they've had a good time. I'm going, dear God, I'm freezing to death. <laughs> I want to go get warm. But you you see what, why? We did it all for free, why? We served in the cold weather, the frigid weather, why? Because we understand this, the people who bless people are what? 
are blessed people. And the church that blesses people to bless church. And that's who we are. We're the church. We're blessed. And so last Tuesday night, we hosted a, a smart money conference here with Dave Ramsey. And there was about 100 people that was here. And, and Tony Keller uh, put this together. And it was amazing. You know, we didn't charge anything. Why? Because we believe that, that people who bless people are what? Are blessed people. And then also every Thursday, we have a group of people that goes to the elementary school and, and they do a Bible, it's called a Good News Club. They do a Bible study there with, with the children and, and in a fun way, every week they serve them. Why? Because we believe that blessed people are what? Are blessed people. And that's why we just got back from a mission trip not long, not long ago. Matter of fact, a couple, about a month ago. And what did we do? We went over to Haiti. And what did we do? We did medical clinics that were free. We did, we did teacher workshops that were free. We installed solar panels that was free. Why? Because we believe that people that bless people are what? Bless people. And listen, you say, well, you know what? Uh, that sounds great, but maybe not at my work, you know. There's nobody like that. Well, let me tell you something. You might be in a hell hole. Why don't you take heaven into hell hole with you, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's what people say. I work in a hell hole. Well, let me tell you, take heaven into hell. Bless people. You start blessing people, and it's amazing how on your work you'll be a blessed person. Quit making it all about you. Quit being so easily ticked off and offended and, and get it. Listen, that's the world's attitude. It's all about me, me, me. You walk in there and say, oh, it's not just about me. How can I help you? How can I pray for you? You begin to ask those questions to the people around you. All of a sudden, their attitude changes. Why? Because the people who bless people are what? Bless people. And that's the kind of people that we want to be is bless people. My life is blessed when, I try, when I'm helping somebody else. The greatest thing you can do when you're struggling, when being down and discouraged, is you quit, get out of the mully grubs. You get yourself out of your house. Listen, you got to get out of the bed. You can't binge in front of the television and think you're going to get better. No, you get out and you find somebody and you say, how can I help you? How can I help you? It's amazing what will happen. Change begins to happen. So... Some of you say, well, you know what? I don't know how to help anybody. Let me tell you something. Why don't you try and open that door for somebody? Shoot, just go to Kroger and step on the mat one time. Watch the doors go open for them. I don't know. Okay, I would be the freak that'd get arrested, right? There's some kind of freak down here. Oh, let me get that door for you, ma'am. Door for you, sir. Some of you, you know what you can do? Some of you can practice smiling. Some of you haven't smiled in 10 years. Hey, I ain't smiling. You should practice that. You should, I mean, you should look in a mirror and just try it. I mean, you should, like, you should try, you should try and see what would happen. I mean, like, what will happen if, if you do that? It's, a, it's amazing. That's a gift to somebody else. Show those pearly whites whether they're true or false, right? Just show them. You've either earned them or paid for them, just show them. And so, you know, you say, well, hey, I'd like, that. I'd like to really help. I really don't know what to do. Well, hey, on the back of your connection card, we got this next step. I would like information about serving at SEC. We will get you in the army of, of, be, of, of uh, blessing people so that you can be blessed. Some of you are saying, I wish God would bless me. Well, it does. Hey, listen, you've got, to, you've got to send it around and it'll come around. Okay, number three, you ready? Number three, succeed with humility. 
Succeed with humility. Oh, this is so good. All right, Proverbs, again, Proverbs 29, uh, 23. Arrogance will bring your downfall, but if you're what? If you're humble, you will be what? Respect. Remember, we talk about raising respect, so if you're humble, you'll be respected. Are you ready? This is a Jeffism. You ready for this one? Here it is. Be humble or you will stumble. Yeah, I laid awake all night thinking that up. Deep, man. I'm just real deep. Here's what I want to tell you. When you're clothed with humility, you are dressed for success. Mm. Some of you are going to write that one down, aren't you? Let me say it again so you can get it. When you're clothed with humility, you are dressed for success. It's not what label that you're wearing on your clothing or on your shoes. It's what's inside of you that makes you attractive. Let me tell you this. It happens to pastors. We get all proud too sometimes. I read the story of a pastor. It's a true story that uh, he got all proud because there's going to be a big wedding that was going on in his community. And, and uh, there was this very wealthy man that was, uh, his daughter was getting married and they really didn't attend the church. So the, somehow the, the man come to him and said, hey, son said, would you, uh, would you come and would you uh, do the wedding ceremony of my daughter? And the guy was like elated that he had been chosen out of all the other pastors in town. His ego went really out, look at me, I'm somebody. He goes to the wedding, it's a big feast. I mean, it's like, thousands of people there there's a lot of money been spent I mean like and he's doing that wedding and he's thinking look at all these people he's like oh look at me I'm so I must be somebody they chose me I am here I'm the one all the other pastors are sitting in the congregation I'm the one doing this the wedding of this daughter of this very wealthy man well right in the middle of his ceremony he happens to look down and realize his flies open true story and so, let me tell you a secret. When pastors don't know what to do, we say, let's pray. So, if you ever talk to a pastor and he says, well, let's pray, it means you don't know what else to say. Let's just pray. So, that's what he decided to do. He said, okay, we're going to pray. And so, when he started praying, he frantic, you know, frantically, as soon as everybody bowed their head and he started praying, he frantically reached down and zipped up. But the problem is, when he zipped up, he got part of the bride's uh, gown caught in his fly. And the zipper got stuck with her gown in it. And so uh, he didn't know what to do, so he finally stopped praying. He prayed a long prayer. He couldn't get a, he unprayed. He introduced him, a husband and wife, and then he ended up walking out behind the bride with her gown stuck in his fly. Now, what's the moral to that story? Be humble or you will stumble. That's the moral to the story. All right. Thank God it didn't happen to you, right? The problem with this is that we think that we have to be perfect. We, we think that we have to, the only way to be respected is that we have to be perfect. You know what? We, we lie all the time, don't we? Somebody says, you know, how's school going? Good. I don't think I've talked to a teenager yet. I said, how's school going? I don't think he said, man, it stinks right now. I'm failing English. Now they always, it's good. I guess that's what they're always telling. Yeah, I guess that's what I did as a child too because I had to tell my parents and fake it with them. It's good that report card come out you know it always you know with us too we we lie like that all the time somebody says you know how's work going it's good you're lying you you think they're about to fire you you about to quit one I mean we just feel like that you know how's your relationship how's the relationship going with your boyfriend and girlfriend it's good 
and, and you're about to break up. You know, how's your children doing? Oh, they're good. And you know, they're causing you, whew. You know what I'm talking about? And so, so here's what I'm saying is that you shouldn't go around and just tell everybody oh, your baggage all the time, but, but we had a habit of lying. And sometimes we got to say, hey, man, I'm struggling a little bit. Because here's what I'll tell you. Humility is a lot more attractive than arrogancy. Do you agree with that? It's a lot more attractive. Matter of fact, I want to tell you, people that are arrogant, man, people that are arrogant, somehow they're, they're, just, they're just a pain in the elbow. Yeah, that's right. Okay, some of you are going to go home and say, oh boy. So Proverbs 27, look what it says. 27 1 says this. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. A person that is tested by, by being praised. That's how we're tested. So I got to help you out again. So if we're going to be, if we're going to be tested by how, to, how we handle praise, we got to know how to handle praise, right? When someone praises us, we got to know how to handle that. So I've got this great, again, I went deep. I went deep into the recesses of my soul and figure this out. You ready? Here it is. Let's read it together. Here's how you handle it. You ready? Come on. Praise is like bubble gum. I ought to enjoy it, but never swallow it. Dang, I'm good. You might, you want to go and take your camera out and take a picture of that so you can post it on Facebook. Go ahead. You're like, I ain't posting that. It is, and here's why I tell you that, because praise, praise, listen, praise is something that we all need in our lives, but we cannot live for it. When you begin to live for praise, guess what? When you begin to live for praise, you begin to try to be a people pleaser, and as long as you're trying to please everybody in your life, you'll never be happy because you can never, no, never please everybody in your life. One of the greatest lessons I had to learn as pastor is this, is I cannot please everybody, you know, and I've had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable that people are not always happy with me. And listen, there's people upset with, you know, every, it's who is it this week, right? And so you have to learn how to say, I can, li- I can be happy even though people are unhappy with me. You have to learn that you cannot live, if you live for the praise of people, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. So, so humility, how do we become humble? Here's the deal. Humility is not saying, well, you know, I'm no good. That's not, that's false humility. When you're good at something, you say, somebody says, man, like uh, maybe, maybe the guy that plays the piano here, Christoph, somebody would say, you know, you know, man, you can really play that, that piano. And he would go, oh, well, you know, I'm really not that good. He's, he would be lying, wouldn't he? Because he's good. And so many of us, you're good at some area, but someone would compliment you and you go, well, I'm not that good. And really what you're doing is you're fishing for more, right? And what that, that comes into insecurity right there, right? And so here's what I want to tell you. Here, how do you handle a compliment? Humility is not saying I'm not good at something. It's not denying your strength. Humility is simply this, is that when someone compliments you, you say, thank you. Just thank you. You know what? And then you realize in your heart that, you know what? You didn't get that good by yourself. Number one, God gave that man that gift. Because I want to tell you, I went over there and I've stood behind that key. I can't move. The camera's getting me. The people won't. On, online won't see this, but I would, I could, I went over there many times. I sat down at that piano. I said, God, give it to me. <laughs> it ain't come yet. <laughs> so God has gifted that man, right? He's gifted him. 
And so what I want to tell you, God's gifted you in the area that you're good at, whether it's business or teaching or whatever you're good, whatever you're good at, God has gifted you. It's a gift from Almighty God. So you didn't get it by yourself. And you didn't just, well, I'm just naturally good. No, you're not naturally good. When God was designing you inside of your mama's stomach, he said, you're going to be good at this. He put it inside your DNA. So it come from Almighty God, right? And then there was somebody else in your life that come and helped you develop that talent, right? They trained you. They gave you some uh, information, encouragement and told you to do this and do that and you got better at it and you where you are today not because of you but because of almighty God and somebody else right you're good because of somebody else I know I know I know listen if you want to know if there's God in heaven you look at me you know I went to my class reunion you know about a couple weeks ago I said you're a pastor I said yeah they said whoa whoa there's a God yes there is And there's other people that helped me along the way too. They said, hey, why don't you, why don't you do that? Our staff is people that help me all the time. Some of you are people that help me all the time. You make me better. And so remember that. Look at this, James 4, 6, our last verse. You need to read, let's read this very carefully. Okay, let's read it together. You ready? Come on. God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. Now here's, what, here's what I want to ask you. What side of God do you want to be on? That's the question. That verse just basically says it. Now, now, let me tell you something. Pride comes to light like this. Here, the, great, the statement that brings pride out more than anything else is this statement right here. It's this. I don't need you, God. That is the height of all pride is saying, God, I don't need you. Now, listen. Pride is what got the devil kicked out of heaven. Remember, the devil said to God, I don't need you. And he got kicked out of heaven. And pride is what keeps a lot of people out of heaven. Because you look up at God and say, I don't need you. And who's the person that says that? A person that knows about Jesus Christ and who refuses to receive him is the person who says, yeah, I don't need you, God. And maybe you're sitting here today. Maybe, maybe you know what? The truth of the matter, you've been living your life like there is no God. And basically, you've been saying, God, I don't need you. And today's the day that you change all of that. And that's why we have this prayer inside of this program right here. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. Why do we have that? We have, this pro- we have it here so that you can read it and you can pray and say, God, I don't want to be a person of pride. I want to humble myself. I don't want to say, God, forgive me. Come into my life. I need you. I need, that's prayer is all about. I need you, Jesus. And listen, if you do that today, you don't have to come forward, stand up. You don't have to do any of that. We just ask you to check it on the back of the, your connection card. Says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so we can pray for you. Over 60 people have done that over the last eight weeks. Now, those of you that are already Christ followers, let's talk to you just a second. You're standing here and say, well, I'm good. I've already checked that box. I'm good. I'm good. Let me ask you a question. Is there, is there something in your life that you said, God, you can't, you can't have this? In other words, God, I want you. I want to go to heaven. I want you in my life. But God, when it comes to my relationship, God, you can't have that. I don't need you there, God. Maybe, maybe it's when, you know, maybe it's in your finances. You're like, okay, God, you can have every here, but you can't be in my finances. I don't need you. I don't want you, God, in my finances. Maybe it's your sex life. Oh, God, you can have everything else. Lord, you can't have my sex life. I don't want that. Oh, no, I don't need you. Maybe it's your relationship with your parents. I don't need you, God. Maybe it's your relationship with your, your classmates. I don't need you, God. Maybe it's your relationship with your co-workers. I don't need you, God. 
Maybe it's your relationship with your, your buddies. I don't need you, God. Whatever area, whatever area that you say you do not need God in, my friend, is an area of pride. Now, here's a, here's a, here's a caution. Here it is. You ready? Is the area that you say, I don't need you, God, in will be the area that you will end up stumbling in and it will cause you heartache and pain down the road. Whatever area. And so today, you got the area in your mind. All of us have an area that we struggle with. You got it in your mind? Today's a day that you say, God, I want you to be Lord of all because I realize if you're not Lord of all, you cannot be Lord at all. Would you stand with me now? Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your Son, Jesus. God, we, we want to be people that bless people, that we might be blessed people by you. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.